Well, keeping a record of back-to-back in-house episodes, we are once again back again with this guest who I'm delighted to have. Once again, a connection that we had over Twitter, uh, started talking and started connecting with each other. And I think finally, uh, good to get him on the show as well, because uh, since I think the first time we interacted, there's a lot of growth even in this gentleman that has had over his career. So let's, without wasting time, let me welcome you to the Totally Indian Football Show. I'm your host, Siju, and I have with me Meet Mandavia. Meet, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me, Siju. Uh, it's a pleasure. I remember we've met a couple of times and uh, this was long due. So I've been looking forward to this. Uh, thanks again for having me. It's a pleasure, I think. Uh, and let's get started with, I think it was lockdown that kind of, I think lockdown and lockdown had both sides of face, right? Of course, we all uh, were down and we've lost a lot of people. But to another side, if you had to look at the bright side, it was a lot of uh, chatter and everybody came together, everyone on Twitter, uh, to talk about Indian football and uh, otherwise about from other things as well. But uh, we saw a rise of, a sudden rise of community growing thanks to Marcus because everybody was, they had nothing to do and everybody was on there uh, joining to know the transfer updates. Uh, but there's also on the other side a growth of, uh, we saw a lot of analysts uh, coming into the picture and uh, you were one of them. You know, everybody, I think uh, back then we also, Twitter spaces was also a thing. So I think we did one with uh, Shlok and uh, Amrit, if I'm not wrong. And uh, this, this since then has been, that has been a talking point. Everybody wants to know the stats. Everybody wants to know the number game. It has increased. And also I think the conversation around it, data is so important now, uh, even in Indian football. So Meet, from starting from there and until now, how do you think this journey has panned out for you and also with regards to educating yourself in that expertise? How does that go about? Hey, you've rightly said, like, I've, I'm very grateful to social media platforms like Twitter and LinkedIn because during the COVID times, we didn't have much coaching to do. It was very difficult. So analysis paved the way for us to, you know, stay in touch with football and continue our growth. Uh, like you said, Shlok and all these guys, Sahil, a couple of more analysts, uh, we sort of got a community and uh, we engaged through that. And uh, uh, honestly, for all of us who are working uh, in Indian analysis, uh, we've got sort of our opportunity from that space. So it worked out very well for us and uh, it gave us a platform. I got my like first opportunity into analysis while working for Total Football Analysis, which is an online... Uh, magazine e-magazine and they do a lot of uh, things with foreign clubs they tie up for recruitment scouting analysis and i got an experience to work with a spanish third division club because of them and from there directly into the isl so sort of like a big leap but it's all thanks to the community and the social media platform and this i think it also changes and impacts indian football in a very positive way because a lot of subjectivity gets out of the way when you look at things analytically you become more objective when you go through these analyses and all and uh, it it makes more sense and it helps educate everyone within the indian football and also helps fans get a better perspective about how they can see football and how rather than you know just being emotional at times uh, because you are in love with the club or love with the country so you feel those emotions but rather than you understand why things are happening so i hope it keeps growing and it gets massive because it's i feel it's the way to develop football across the globe not just in our country right 
Your Twitter bio also says that your I mean Ari has one line that says AFCC license coach, <laughs> right? So uh and I like even when I started off with this you mentioned that it was covid and then I we all got into it. So uh I think let's just probably get to know what is your story like. So is coaching is what you're looking at mainly is that your calling and how did you get into that? Yeah so I'm actually an IT engineer but uh, <laughs> from the start I realized that this is not for me. You know so I got into coaching because I love football and uh I had been coaching before covid like for 2 to 3 years consistently. Uh, part time with my college and that and then after college i did it full time but because of covid i got i was always keen about analysis and tactics majorly so i got into video analysis and i don't see it very different like analysis and coaching from one another because whichever coach i've worked with are excellent analysts you know and most of them do their own thing of course they would uh, use the help of the analysts for clipping coding and stuff like that but they they all sit down watch the match take down their notes so it's it's i think it's part of being a coach being an analyst so i i was lucky to have that experience and uh, the main thing for me yeah is to focus on coaching and go down that road but having this analysis background helps me better for my clarity and understanding of how i can improve or work with the players better right and where do you 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 mentioned about getting to the experience of working in a third division club yes it was remote yeah, uh, yeah. but how has your interactions with the folks at the club been like and what is that uh, major distinction you got because i think that was a very big thing a big project that you got even before indian football you tasted that uh, and then you went to isl so if you can take us through how it kind of shaped you and probably helped you in a better way to then come to indian football and work here Okay. So uh, it was a remote project like you said and uh, I was not the only one working on that so we had a team of scouts who were working like I think 10 to 12 scouts who were working for that club. So I didn't have the direct communication with the club people but uh, we all were assigned a certain task and mostly our work was to do data and video scouting for the club to recommend players and of course we had a lead head of the project who we reported to and then he filtered out whatever as per the requirements of the club so what the interesting thing was uh, despite being in the third division of spain they were very focused on data uh, they wanted to recruit players from and they they explored data from more than 50 leagues around the world for all positions that they were looking to strengthen and uh, we had to shortlist like out of 100 players about 10 players per position with data and then after that we used to go to the video analysis where we used to watch the matches of the players uh, what they are like and then give our input on that so it was interesting because i got a i got the idea of scouting and recruitment in today's generation because uh, it's very difficult especially if we talk about let's say india it's a big country so it's difficult for a scout or an analyst or head of recruitment to travel everywhere and watch all the matches right. so with applications like uh, instat y scout and all we are moving to this age where we can watch any player by just sitting at home and gather as much information as we can through that right and then when you had the isl opportunity right you also worked with coach fp who we had last week on the show what was that journey like and northeast and i mean we know things were since the start we all wanted the team to do well but it hasn't been a vibrant past couple of years for them and uh, i mean it promises to be the next season but how was your experience working at there and also 
uh, with the influx of knowledge that you got, you know, which kind of shaped you working for uh, a Spanish uh, third division team. So how did that go about? So with uh, Northeast, like I, I generally believe like either you excel in life or you learn things from that, mm-hmm. from your experience. So uh, with Northeast, it was a lot of learning and there was success, uh, not quantitative success like results or something but there was success in other ways in the way you are working and you're trying to achieve something out of that right. working i think it was a brilliant experience for me because i worked with some of the best coaches like coach fp we had another coach from england coach paul groves who is one of the finest coach i've ever worked with in terms of the technical detail that he gives in the session and the way he plans the session even coach marco uh, tactically he was so astute so i picked a lot of things from these guys uh, coach vincenzo brought a completely different perspective and uh, kind of learned that you know you, you don't have to see football in just one way there are multiple ways that you can see it and it's not always about right or wrong but what works for you so that was a very good good experience for me off the field right now uh, having worked in indian football and also getting the complete knowledge about you know different aspects of this particular video analysis that we say how much do you think have we explored this aspect especially when i say how much have we done is i'm saying how much do you think indian football has explored this aspect talking about the highest league isl every club has an analyst i think other than atk mohan bagan uh, every club has an analyst but i'm sure they also must be using their coaches to do the analysis so in terms of video everybody is doing it and uh, it has helped a lot when i interact with the other analysts as well uh we talk about what all things they saw uh which played a big part in their win or getting a result for them and you know we are very grateful that also all the coaches who have come in they trust the analyst a lot and they put a lot of faith and they include them in the technical staff in all the meetings so it's like a collaboration where everyone knows what's their part and uh they all try to work together on that rather than thinking that they're not part of the technical stuff so there is a lot of dependency also on the analyst that i'm seeing like there's an increased amount of dependency now clubs are hiring more than one analyst certain clubs have more than two uh, which helps them in the recruitment part also in the off season and also giving a brief about after the season the post season analysis where what we did right what we did wrong how can we improve what issues do we need to address so it's very positive and even in i league a couple of clubs not all clubs have a couple of clubs have it and i think it's going to get better and better you know how much do you think we've we are lacking behind when we when we when we look at the spectrum of football and uh, other things also but with with regards to data yeah. and the importance have we literally understood the importance of it or do we have a still a long way to go about to explore this aspect it's with regards to data i think the biggest concern is one uh, we don't have a lot of reliable data right now ba- based on indian football so uh, isl data yes we get but when we go down the leagues we don't have a lot of reliable data i think a couple of startups are there who are working on this and who are doing good job but it's going to take a little time so for us to develop in that area uh, another place that we are lacking but it's it's not i wouldn't say it's lacking it's just what way of work the clubs want to work so is the recruitment side i feel uh, every club in europe is using data for recruitment but we are all of us are not there yet few clubs are doing it like hyderabad i've heard fc goa as well but uh, not all of them so it's it's not about 
it's the best way to do it but it gives you more assurance of what you are looking at and gives you more reliability so just for that factor but uh, there are clubs who don't need that and they are yet successful so that's one thing that we can look into to improve how key do you think it is like for a coach to to have this kind of tool to help them you know shape their sessions probably and shape help build their team as well very 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 important because i remember like in pre season we worked with a little bit of data when i was at odisha where uh, we want the coach wanted to look at where are the players losing the ball and how are they losing the ball so mm-hmm. it was a little bit of labor work because it, i had to collect manual data but the end result was very important for the coach and it it did help in a certain way so whether we are losing the ball in our own half who's the player who's losing it most so such kpis you can define as per what the coach wants in the game model because you cannot get all the data of in stat or vice stat you have mm. so there are certain things that the coach would define which you might not find so but but it is key to his game model so these kind of things are very helpful when you're looking at because he's not going to go through hundreds of clips of how probably jerry is losing the ball or toyba yeah. is losing the ball so if the data comes into the picture and we can say okay jerry has lost the ball here toyba has lost the ball here it gives him a good perspective within 2 to 5 minutes mm. so that's that's something that's very useful also with regards to opposition analysis it's very important when you look at who's the most dangerous players in terms of playing forward passes uh, who's playing the line breaking passes and uh, so we know how to control how to press like for example last year mumbai i mean even though the eye would be enough to witness that jahu is pivotal in terms of uh, controlling the tempo of the game and playing those long diagonals line breaking passes yet data gives you a good perspective of that as to what you are seeing is correct or not correct sometimes you might be incorrect because you might have seen a couple of instances and you might feel that this is the truth but data helps you with that so coaches a lot of coaches rely on this some coaches might feel like they don't need it and they're not wrong about it because they have 20 different things to worry about yeah. so that's one more thing to add so but then it depends on the analyst how he can present the information of data in a maybe video format or something where he can same he make the same point but in a different way for the coach he is working with right and also i think we see how much do you think are the indian players literally bothered about probably getting to know about their data and stats because when you look at the europe side of it we we know the biggest uh, name that we look at for somebody who wanted to you know get an x amount he hire a data analyst like kevin de bruyne yeah, yeah i mean what a player he's been and just like you mentioned about jahu saying okay you can see it through your eye but the numbers just give you an emphasis on on it and that's what i think right. de bruyne did and he got and he is one of the best guys out there in that position so uh how much do you think for a player has to understand okay you know my worth is so and so and that's where the data will talk about it do you think our players have arrived at that level or they definitely show interest with the players that i've worked with it's uh, they've shown a lot of interest especially with the gps uh, how much distance they are covering how many sprints they've made but it is very important for them to understand the context of it sometimes if so it's the job of probably mine or the strength and conditioning coaches to of course we are there to give them the data and help them yeah. understand but because it's their data but at the same time it's our job to explain that just because you've ran 
12 kilometers mm. that does not mean you have done it effectively yeah the moment where you're supposed to sprint if you've not made a sprint the 12 kilometers don't make sense you know so it has to be put in the right context and then explain to them but i have luckily the players that whoever i worked with have shown good interest in not just knowing the data but also probably understanding it to a certain level right what excites you about coaching oh just uh football i mean football uh we all like i love football so much and uh, the like i think every coach has this one thing where they they have their own style which they want to express through their players or through the club that they're working at but at the same time i don't want to forget that it's not my game it's their game the players game so that's something that i've learned recently that you know rather than being too focused on how i want to play looking at the players and what they can get accustomed to easily is more important so football like coaching is like it's just joy because when i'm on the field to see those guys enjoy playing football to see those guys enjoy the session that i have planned making it competitive making it fun is something that brings a lot of joy and then of course when you add results to that uh, it's the it's one of the biggest validation for the work that you've put in and what's the age group that you're currently coaching so i'm coaching mostly grassroots right now in the off season anywhere from under 6s to under 14s and also we have a senior team which participates in the MFA first division so i coach them but not very regularly uh, whenever i get the chance but i've coached them before when i was coaching regularly and we had two teams at that time the reserve team and the first team and the, i was managing the reserve team and we also managed to get promotion not just me alone there were other coaches and we all worked together and we managed to get from third to second division so yeah sort of like all age groups at this point you could say and since you mentioned the grassroots side do you talk data there or do you absolutely just keep them make sure they get uh, the much of the maximum of ball time and game time no no data over there yeah. i make sure because i don't uh, it i feel like especially till under 12s uh, it's it's a fun zone for them like it's not even i i don't even try to keep it like um about results at any point because it's not that age for them to focus too much on these things just come here have fun make sure you're learning something new and uh, just enjoy and you know because it's for them honestly it's like a it's like a break from their tuition school and all these things so i just yeah. want to make sure they are in they stay in love with the game yeah they don't want to be with a coach who's putting unnecessary pressure on them uh, about things and like they they sh- after 12 13 i understand once things get little competitive and once you start participating in the leagues you can add a little bit of detail but data i would not suggest until probably late 16 18s to introduce that right. to them and do you often have to like you've now you've you've been a coach you've also been an analyst right and those are independent roles right there so do you often have to probably does the two roles have to struggle with each other when you're probably coaching as a coach and you're a coach out there you're like okay let me just keep my video analysts part aside and let me only coach and then probably and does that happen when you're also doing video analysis like you suddenly get into the zone or hey coach ye kar sakta tha and all of those things do you have to separate those two no not really when i was doing my c license like uh, our coach educator said one of the most important things for a coach is the skill to observe 
you can be a good communicator not the best but uh, or your sessions could be this that but you need to observe because once you cannot identify the problem if you don't observe keenly so for me that's always on being an analyst or a coach you i'm always looking for what's what are the players doing right what where they can improve in terms of decision making or the skill technique or even with the communication so that i don't separate it just but i i would in fact want to integrate both more once i start working with the higher age groups as to plan my sessions more based on the analysis that i've done for my team and the opposition and also i think uh, for from futures perspective like i think a lot of roles are going to open up which are going to be hybrid like an analyst coach or a specialist coach uh, like we have set piece coaches yeah. so they do their own analysis of set pieces and the opposition and then they coach plan and coach according to that what kind of set pieces we want to use against this certain opposition so i feel this is going to be the next thing that a lot of coaches can look into to explore right and what's the way ahead for meet now do we see him as an analyst do we see him as a coach or do we see him do both i would prefer both i prefer both but mostly on the coaching side okay okay i think everyone's listening out there you know meet is available as a coach uh, all the clubs all the academies are looking out for coaches now let's talk about a bit of indian football chatter as a whole because there's a lot happening i think we often say the off season is too long in indian football calendar but it's good to see some action happening right now and back to back and to be honest uh, the day we are recording this is the kind of interesting match where india is playing lebanon but uh, this episode will be out right before the saf cup so we won't talk talk much about uh, intercontinental cup but we can definitely talk about the games that are done so meet the games that are done and you know a special one the last game chetri announcing that he's going to be a father and uh, you know soon to be a father so i think uh, overall with the games we won the matches uh, some clean sheets uh, sandesh jingan has crossed 50 uh playing 50 games for the national team and why where do you see the the all these things and leading up to the saf game uh how do you see we are shaping up right now i think this is a very good moment for us to prepare also for the asian cups at yeah. the games that we are playing and uh, i remember i read somewhere that igor said that uh certain players need to step up if they want to be so yeah. he's he uh, he knows his players he knows the core group that he has and on top of that the new players who are coming in they know that they have to keep the standards high otherwise it's not going to be he's not going to be very patient mm. because results are important at this stage they're not games that we are just playing for the sake of it everything's we're playing at a stake so uh, it's important and what what is impressive is the young players that have come in the right. new ones like mahesh all these guys they have stepped up uh, in a very positive way and uh, i'm actually excited for those players who have developed in the ISL and I league and who have who are getting these opportunities and uh, with the past two games we saw more possession attacking brand of football which we are not used to and uh, the interesting question would be can we stick with that because against the bigger oppositions we might not have that and we might have to go back to defending deep and uh, relying more on counter attack set pieces that we've always been good at So that's interesting. Uh, there are a few things when I watch uh, that I feel needs to be addressed, but nothing major. Something, nothing uh, too much tactically or something. Just individual performances and all. But I'm sure the coaches uh, and the entire technical staff would be working to improve them. So I'm very, actually very positive, uh, especially for the SAF Cup, because I won't say it's an easy group at all. 
because I won't underestimate uh, even Pakistan or Nepal or anyone. But uh, we could be one of the favorites, you know. Yeah. And looking at the way we are playing, it's very positive. We have control in all aspects of the game, uh, in possession, out of possession. So, yeah, probably we need to. We are creating more chances, but we need to take more chances now. Yeah, that's it. Yeah, I think that's what even uh, if I'm not wrong, Igor mentioned after the last game. Though we though it was a one nil victory, he was like, okay, there are players need to step up, and uh, I think that's when he made a comment saying, ISL teams need to, need to have Indian players up there. Uh, but I think that's the point we can keep for another day. But uh, overall, I think even though somewhere even in his talks, it doesn't sound complacent that we are winning and so everything is good, right? He's also talking about how we are not taking those chances and that could affect us because one-nil victories are always those, uh, it could go either way, yeah. right? So I think and I think knowing Vanuatu, uh, after the first game of Vanuatu, I think we spoke about, I think I read somewhere saying that they are a team that's going to be defensive and you know they're going to hold till the end and that's what happened they literally put the Indian team to the test but going with the looks of it yes it's a big game the opening with uh, we are in a team group of uh, India Pakistan uh, Kuwait and uh, Nepal so when we're playing Pakistan that's the opening game I think we are talking about to, about this to, with coach FPS well, with whatever the scenario has we've created it's always a game that everyone looks forward to on the field so uh, and it's happening in Kantirawa Right, so it's always the buzz that happens there, I think. And as a whole, how do you see this? How important could this tournament be for India in the lead-up to the Asian Cup? Yeah, so uh, these games are going to play a big part in terms of our confidence going into the Asian Cup because uh, also the the teams that we are facing are a completely different breed to what we are going to face over there eventually. Yeah. Uh, we might be the underdogs there, unlike the Saf Cup, but it gives us the confidence in the way we want to play. Right. And... Uh, uh, it builds the belief that what we are doing and we are on the right track. Right. And sometimes that psychological impact can get you results and help you in the toughest time, in the most difficult time, where even though it's a very difficult match, but because you're mentally so strong and you all believe in certain things, it helps you play as a team and get you the result. Yeah. Now, to everyone listening to this episode, we are doing this from Bombay and Bombay is in love with, uh, the love story with Bombay and construction goes hand in hand. We all know how Bombay is dug up. So, in case you hear some sounds here, uh, make sure that somewhere nearby there's some work happening and hopefully they're all safe and <laughs> hopefully we get to see what is being built. Uh, but do continue to listen to this episode because we are not yet done. And coming back, Meet, how do you now see Pakistan? We've not played them. Like, uh, I mean, the team has been banned for some time and it's good to see that they're back in action. But we have no clue. I think what Coach FP also said was we don't know what to expect, right? At, for some time, at least, I think, because we don't know the players yet. We were just talking before the episode that how they have players who've played in different leagues, in different uh, clubs across Europe as well. How do you think would a coach approach this game then? For us... I mean, um, in terms of environment that we're going to provide as fans and all, it's going to be uh, like everybody is going to get behind. Mm. Uh, definitely, there's going to be a lot of cheer, noise. Uh, yeah. So that's that's something because it's at the end, it's India versus Pakistan, yeah. be it any sport. From Pakistan's perspective, I feel they are back after a long time yeah. and uh, they have sort of a new team. So they would want to build on something. 
and what's better for them to get a result against india mm. so they would be really motivated because they want to prove something that okay we are not just here for the sake of it we are trying to build something at the same time india has to make sure that like we can't get complacent just looking at their rank- rankings or the recent results yeah. that they haven't had their way so not being complacent probably stick to what we want to do stick to the game plan believe in what we are doing and try to get the result uh through and through and uh, like not slack off at any point of time yeah because the minute we start take anyone for granted or we become a little complacent it can turn a bit ugly yeah any take on kuwait and lebanon because these are the two teams that we've invited to be part of the saf cup and what do you think that's going to yeah. be like so uh kuwait especially i think they have improved a lot over the years and right now they are in a very strong position so that's definitely going to be our toughest match in the group as well yeah uh lebanon will get will get a, a sort of a teaser today as to what what do they have and uh, it will prepare us better hopefully uh but kuwait uh, i i really hope that before we play kuwait we are already in a position where we've qualified or we are about to get qualified so that the, we don't play with a lot of pressure mm. so that's going to be important but uh, winning all these three matches would be impetus for our confidence that's why i see as like we have to prove that and especially it's our home turf yeah. so we have to show them that we're not an easy team to play against we are here to win we have to go with that intent from the first minute of the first match till the last minute that we're not here to just fool around uh, yeah. we have a clear intention to win right and finally what's the most exciting that you're looking forward to in saf cup i mean yes we have the intercontinental cup as giving us a glimpse because i think even igor mentioned that that could not be his playing 11 that he's trying he's not the best 11 that he's put out there so what do you think is going to happen in the saf cup what's the team going to look like and what are you eagerly looking forward to or a player that you're eagerly looking forward to from from i think from the coach's perspective this intercontinental cup has been very positive for the sake of understanding the new players that he has gotten and also he has the reliable ones who has worked with over the years so going into the saf cup he will definitely know who he's going to play uh what strategy is going to use what capability he has so he's not going to experiment as much as he did uh in the intercontinental cup so i'm sure he's going to have a plan uh the thing that i'm looking forward to the most is honestly india pakistan because it's just emotional thing and like these are the matches that i so probably switch off my analytical coaching side and just like to enjoy as a fan so even though we might reach to semi finals final we might win but the most important thing that i would be looking forward to is the india pakistan match Yeah, and to everyone out there, I think uh, we already know since I mentioned earlier that we we recorded this on the fifteenth of June. So I'm sure you've already booked your tickets yeah. by now because you're listening to this episode right before uh, the kickoff. So uh, do if you're planning to go to Bangalore, do be there because even we plan to be there. The Totally Indian Football Show and the Humans of Indian Football will be there. Uh, so if you're coming by, do come say hi or slide into our DMs and we can catch up. But uh, meet. I hope we continue to meet. and uh, i hope Definitely. i continue to get you on the show and uh, for all the other future stories all the very best and uh, thank you so much for doing this this was a delight to have you on the show pleasure is mine siju thank you so much again great uh, to all the lovely listeners continue to follow the totally indian football show and subscribe to it on all the leading audio platforms uh, so please do it and 
please do it just go for it and just do it right it's a called the totally indian football show it's fun we have people like neet we have people like coach fp some amazing guest list and we continue to be there so the, the probably on the next one month you might just see a lot of stories from bangalore but don't blame me for it you will still enjoy them but thank you once again guys this is me sejo signing off enjoy the saf cup i'll see you soon